This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Kevin Deers. Just a quick note before we get into this episode with Brendan from Incendiary. Uh, there was a little bit of an issue with uh, my Wi-Fi. I, I originally recorded this on Zoom. I wanted to make it a video. Uh, my, my Wi-Fi was being trash and uh, cut off a little bit uh, where we were saying goodbye in the end. So if it sounds weird to you, don't be alarmed. Uh, just trying to make do here. So anyways, here is the episode of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, an interview checking in with our homie from Incendiary in New York City. It's Brendan here on Metal Shop. All right. Uh, this is Wednesday afternoon here in Seattle. It's 4 p.m., but it is 7 p.m. where I'm talking to Brendan from Incendiary. Uh, he's hanging out in New York City right now. Uh, and, uh, dude, how's things going in your end, man? Things are kind What's of up, man? West Coast here. Uh, in New York City, what's what's life like for you? Yeah, it's it's not the best place in the world to be right now. It's kind of crazy. There's definitely a sort of a weird vibe. So I'm in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. you you know, as you know, the New York City is sort of the ground zero for what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I think it's people are more or less following the rules, um, but I yeah. think you know, it's just has an eerie sort of quiet vibe about it. Um, and like uh, everyone I think is, is doing the best they can. And besides going outside for like either a jog or walking the dog, um, we're inside and just trying to follow the rules and keep our sanity. So are you, uh, have you been kind of like furloughed from your job or are you working from home? Uh, what's your day to day look like? Yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky, man. So I, I can do my job from home. Um, everyone is is still doing it. It's kind of business as usual ish. Um, everyone's kind of adjusting to the new normal. And I think we're just trying to come up with like a routine, you know what I mean? And like keep some semblance of normalcy. How's that? Uh, how do you like working from home? And, and, and is it difficult for you when you're like, man, I could go and watch this Netflix or sleep in a little bit more. Is it hard to stay, uh, like busy and is it hard to stay on task? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, cause I, sometimes it's both ways. Like sometimes it's like that, like where it's a lot of like, you know, you're tempted by not doing stuff. And then sometimes it's the opposite where it's like, you can kind of always be doing something just because of the proximity to your computer and everything. Like, I found that, so I have like a little tiny, like home office. And I found that like having that be like, sort of like my area, like this is work. 
And then when I leave that, like, this is not work almost like, you know, like a, a, a mini commute, like it helps okay. to organize it in my head. So it's just about like having that routine and, you know, staying straight ahead basically on it. But yeah, still, it can be tempting sometimes, man. I, if I hear like, <laughs> cause you still got to maintain a work-life balance, right? Like you, you That's can't, what I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. But, and then, you know, with, with the bands, like we're just, um, we've been actually like using a lot of the tools that are out there, like zoom and like hangouts and stuff. And just trying to like, you know, keep in touch and get on the same page with everybody. And like everyone actually hung out on, uh, on Saturday night and just like chilled and had some drinks and just was like, good to see everybody and talk shop and like keep everybody posted on what's going on. So you had like an incendiary hangout on Saturday exactly. night, just having some drinks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because like we were texting and, you know, we obviously have a group chat like every other band and we were like, this sucks. Like, you know, I want to hang out. So yeah, we just did like, I don't remember what it was like either zoom or Skype or something or hangouts and just, um, you know, like caught up to speed with everybody, but it's crazy. We, I've actually been doing that a lot. Nice. Um, I think a lot of people are just to kind of like keep my sanity and mm-hmm. me and my wife have been like do, using like different sort of video chat things just to like check in on people and say what's up. And it's been really nice. I think it, it's keeping everybody's sort of collective sanity together. You know what I mean? So we've been doing that a lot. I, I dig that man. And, 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 uh, this necessity is kind of breeding creativity and, and, uh, I don't know if you had a chance, but like bands like dropkick Murphy's do live sets, uh, code orange did an incredible live record release thing. And it's, it's insane how, you know, this is gonna, I mean, obviously there's a lot of negative, like really dire, uh, effects of this, but there's also going to be, um, this kind of, uh, I guess like, curve where people are, uh, are going to be learning all these different ways that we can make content at the end and like, and we can stay in contact with each other. And, and yeah, you know, when all of this dies out or, you know, uh, comes to an end, then maybe we'll just, uh, be a little bit, have a little bit more, uh, skills at, at the, uh, at our disposal. Yeah. I mean, I think it's forcing people to get creative about what they're doing with their bands. I mean, for code orange, like, they did well a couple of things one it sucks dude like they they were about to they just released a record they were going out on a headlining tour like i i feel for them so bad like and two the way that they were able to put that together in that short of a time frame is what is unbelievable because i mean they turned that whole thing around fairly quickly i want to say in a couple of days because i believe their record release show was scheduled to be like march 13th or something or 14th maybe and, you know, I, I think that was just around the time that people mm-hmm. were started taking this thing seriously. Yeah. And yeah, they, I can't believe how fast they turned that around. So it's one of those things where it's cool to make the best of it. But I, at the end of the day, I feel really bad for people who had like a lot of stuff going on, whether it's the spring tour or in the case of code orange, code orange, like releasing a new record. So yeah, yeah it's tough. It's crazy times, man. Um, how are you, uh, like staying sane, like staying, uh, busy and keeping your mind like on things? Is there ways, are you like deep diving into any like TV shows or like watching some movies, doing some reading? Yeah, I'm doing like all of that, man. I mean, honestly, like I'm like kind of like living my best life. I mean, my regular life is like crazy busy. Yeah. So 
I'm kind of enjoying like being at home. Like sure. number one, I have an, like, I'm here with my wife. So like that automatically gives you a little more sanity. I think mm-hmm. if I was solely quarantined by myself, like I feel for all my, all my friends that are just like at home kind of complete with no one to talk to. Um, exercise is the other thing. Um, yeah. I've been like really trying to stay regimented with like being psychotic about doing a million push-ups and stuff like that, but also running. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I can't go to like my usual, you know, kickboxing gym and stuff that's completely gone. So yeah, really staying in shape and, and sort of burning off like physical and mental steam. And then, you know, like even I, I've always been, um, sort of trying to, or trying to be, um, a practitioner of meditation for the past couple of years. So keeping that going as well. And so all those things together, it's just like, you, you have to force yourself because it's so easy to sleep till 1030 every day and mm-hmm. hang out in your, you know, in your pajamas and watch TV. So I'm, I'm pretty like mentally focused person. So nice. I've done it. I feel like an okay job of like keeping some semblance of like sanity basically. Oh man, that's, it sounds like you have like, you have it down, man. And you're, you're in this for the long haul. Let's hope that, uh, it isn't a long haul, but it sounds like you have it like, you know, a uh, pretty regimented. That's, that's cool, man. And yeah, I'll get yeah. there. I'll get there. Yeah, dude. I mean, take some of those tips. I mean, working out has been a saving grace, like whatever it is, just working yeah. on that. And then like it, dude, it's like simple stuff too. Like get up in the morning and take a shower, like mm-hmm. put on clothes, like change out of your pajamas. Like it's, it's little things like that. Make your Having bed a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Jocko willing thing, right? Like make yeah. your bed in the morning. Like you've completed one task. Like, yeah, I, I'm a believer in that because, um, it's definitely easy to just fall into like, you know, uh, just like a kind of a rut. I mean, it, not to mention like where we are just seeing things on the news every single day of New York getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and seeing the, the death toll sort of double every day. It's, it has an effect on everybody's mental health here, like unquestionably. Yeah. And so, um, not, not to like beat a dead horse, but going back to like the, the group chat thing, like, I think that helps everybody stay in communication and just kind of be like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like something even simple as that, just sort of that human face-to-face interaction of being like, we're kind of all in this together. And, uh, you know, you, you do have a good point, man. And it's, it's, it's very intense and overwhelming, uh, to have that news, uh, cycle and, and kind of like that, um, feedback cycle can be, um, very overwhelming. What's, um, let's just start here. Like what are, what are uh, looking on the positive side of things? Like what are three or four things that you're like super grateful for today? I'm grateful for, uh, my family, my wife and my dog who's sitting right next to me over here. Um, first and foremost, I'm thankful that everyone in my family seems to be relatively healthy and that everyone has made smart decisions around like social distancing and, you know, I had to miss my dad's 75th birthday, which sucked so bad, but he's sort of someone who is not a, not a candidate for getting, um, this virus. So, well, I'm thankful for having a job and entering there. I have a lot of friends in the service industry furloughed. And so I've never been more thankful to have sort of like a, a boring office job in my entire life, which is kind of fun. Yeah. That's a good point, man. And like the, like having like yeah, something stable, and uh, having something normal is a, is a positive thing. Something that you can do, uh, something that you can do from home, certainly a positive thing. Kind of breaking up here, but we'll, we'll continue on. Um, 
what is one album that help that could help you or help someone else if they're feeling anxious, stressed, overwhelmed? Do you have any suggestions, like an album you can go to? It doesn't have to be hardcore, metal, punk, or anything. Uh, just just an album that helps you uh, cope with that stuff. Oh man, what a great question! Um, all right, one sort of like the first thing that comes to mind to me and an album that means a lot to me um, is Caution by Hot Water Music. Oh yeah. Um, that that's an album that I listened to at like a really, uh, bad point in my life that like helped me out a lot. And I drew a lot from like the emotion in, in, in that record. So that's like one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, the other one is I would say, uh, life of a spectator by silent majority. That's like a yeah. sort of a classic Long Island hardcore band. And that was always sort of indicative of like this. I don't want to say this time, but like going into spring, summer, sort of like the quintessential album that you listen to with your, uh, with your windows rolled down. Yeah. And so like, listen to something like that, like it's funny because in New York right now, it's like the weather's been kind of cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on. But, uh, but yeah, so Silent Majority and Hot Water Music, uh, sorry if it cut off there, but those no, are some great, uh, those are some great choices, man. And, and, uh, I might have to revisit that Silent Majority. If you, if you were to kind of, if let's, let's take a look at this, um, at like a sociological perspective, we're getting kind of deep here, but, uh, how do you think this is going to affect us, um, socially and, 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 and all of us, um, at the end of this, you know, given that there hopefully is an end to this as there will be. Uh, how is this going to affect our, our mental or, uh, or even a positive, how do you think this will affect, uh, you know, society? Wow. What a question. So I potentially because of where I am, I am pretty pessimistic on this whole thing. Um, I don't suspect things to gain a sense of normalcy, like my personal opinion until like the fall um, I can't imagine people really returning to work in masks before July. Um, I think we're going to be home. I think most people are going to be out of work for several months, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's going to be a matter of uh, two things. Number one, sort of the way that the, you know, that the virus can come back um, and sort of re- rear its head again. Cause for some of the historical viruses, there have been sort of like it gets better in the summer and then gets worse again in the winter. So my opinion is honestly that until there is like a vaccine or, or like a really like properly working drug, it's going to be pretty weird for a while. I'm very concerned about live music or live anything of gatherings. Um, and I think people are going to be sketched out, dude. I really do. So I'm not convinced there will be any semblance of normalcy until there is a sort of medical angle from the whole thing, whether the virus putters out on its own, which I think happened with like SARS or fixes this. Let's, I mean, you have a certainly, you have a, uh, I guess, worst case scenario uh, way of looking at it, but at the same time, like you are in kind of what I would consider like kind of the United States epicenter. And it's interesting because I'm in Washington state, which is also a epicenter. Do you, by the way, I want to be dead wrong. Like I would love to be completely wrong about this. I would love to be back at work, you know, by the end of May and like have this thing go away. I, I, I just, 
It just doesn't seem like that to me. So again, I want to be dead wrong. <laughs> I was curious because uh, let, let's shift topics here and talk about something that, you know, I, I, people are getting, uh, people probably listen to the daily, the New York times podcast. People probably want yep. to watch and CNN a lot. And you know, people probably don't tune into an interview with uh, incendiary and the guy from metal shop to hear us, you know, be total bummers. But at the same time, <laughs> we do have to reflect on the current times. And I do like to yep. talk to someone uh, who seems to be uh, pretty damn intelligent and also is in a band that has uh, some pretty insightful lyrics. So I did want to, you know, at least touch on a few things um, there. Sure, but, uh, the kind of words. Absolutely, man. Um, th- I, I'm curious about, so I've been seeing a lot of people, we have a lot of time on our hands uh, and people post it on their, their Instagram, like the March madness. And they have the brackets with the New York hardcore bands. Yep. What are your, okay. So everyone knows the big four of thrash, like Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth. What are your big four of New York hardcore? Oh, great question. Uh, I'm going Chromags. Mm-hmm. I'm going sick of it all. Uh, I'm going to say judge. And for number four, I'm going to say indecision because personally uh, in my life that them and the Chromags are the ones that had the largest impact on me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a nice little list. Yeah. Judge Chromags. Uh, indecision and sick of it all. Nice, dude. That's a, that's a good big four. Um, and and let's, c- let's continue on with the uh, idea of four. And this doesn't have to be hardcore or punk or anything really um, of, of any kind of uh, limitations. But Brendan, uh, what are four albums that changed your life for the better? Oh wow! Uh, Strife in this defiance. Um, Strife was sort of the first. Uh, quote unquote big or non-local band if you will that uh that in terms of hardcore that i heard and i was just completely blown away so i'll say strife in this defiance um there's a band from long island called the backup plan um sort of like fast punk almost like kind of like shook ones actually actually in your neck of the woods in washington shook ones was like an old melodic hardcore band kind of that style. They were just, you know, right place, right time. I growing up that, that would, that band was hugely influential on me. Um, let me think of what else. Uh, there's something else too. I, I'm actually sort of like a big, um, I'm a big fan of sort of like the early, late nineties, early two thousands emo scene. So like promise ring braid Texas is the reason all of that. There was a compilation CD called now core N O W core. Um, that I was given probably when I was like early high school and that like made me fall in love with sort of the get up kid, your get up kids, your, you know, your Brit, your promise ring, your captain jazz, all that stuff. So that, that was a hugely influential record in my life. Um, let me think of what else. And then, man, uh, I would have to say the offspring smash that, that album, when I heard that in middle school, um, that and and like growing up playing the drums, like that was like the punk record that I think so many people my age like heard either that or Dookie, right? Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. just like this is so sick, right? And I actually think I think Smash is the biggest selling independent album ever. I think you're I right. I want to yeah. say that uh, that had like a profile, like sixth grade Brendan that like was that completely blew me away. So probably those four off the top of my head. 
Awesome, man. And, and uh, those are some, some pivotal records. Uh, the backup plan, obviously, I'm going to have to kind of do a little digging on that. For sure, yeah. That's L-I-H-C, deep cut. Nice, dude. Well, uh, I'm curious, and, and if you don't want to go into it because it's too embarrassing, feel free <laughs> not to divulge this information, but you've played a lot of shows. Have there ever been any like ridiculous, embarrassing, or cringeworthy moments uh, that have happened to you on stage? embarrassing moments to happen to me personally yeah on stage uh i mean yeah sure well i've i've you know i've fallen and slipped which i feel like every hardcore frontman probably has yeah um i um i've played a couple shows with like completely blown out voice so like i couldn't even speak so like i remember one show like our bass player had to like do all of the like banter, like, Hey, thanks for coming. We're in Sandy How's it going? Because I literally couldn't talk. I could only scream. Um, and even that sounded completely terrible. So that was, that was not my finest hour. Um, and yeah, I would say slipping and falling on my ass, um, and blowing out my voice are probably the two most common ones. Um, or just like having some crazy, unkept scream when I'm just losing my mind like a lunatic that probably doesn't sound cool, but I'm just not really, I'm not really trying. So I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Damn dude. Well, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to make you reflect on those times. <laughs> I'm an open book, baby. Let's, you can ask me anything. All right. Awesome, man. Well, um, when, uh, what are you most looking forward to when we're, we're out of this, whether it be the fall or, or a couple months or, uh, what, what's something that you're really looking forward to doing? Yeah. I mean, from a music perspective, like I just feel like the first couple shows tours back are going to have this like incredible energy to them because yeah. I feel like everyone is going to be so thankful for what they had. And, and sort of this made every single human being on this planet, you know, sort of nostalgic for two months ago let's mm-hmm. say. Right. And yeah. I think those first couple live shows back, everyone is just going to be like, wow, this feels good. Um, I'm looking for premier league soccer to come back. That season got yeah. completely destroyed. I'm hoping the New York Giants season, although maybe it's good if the giant season gets, gets messed up too, cause they're awful. But, uh, yeah, I w- I would just say like the, the first show back both playing and honestly, dude, as like a concert going goer, as a fan, um, getting some sports back, which I just feel like is just like a proxy for normalcy in normal life. And then the first sort of like just out party with my friends, like in person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's definitely what I'm looking for. I guess all that is sort of like human interaction. I'm excited to, uh, watch WWE and it not be awkward (laughs) because the empty arena shows are so strange. Oh dude. It's so brutal. Brutal. Yeah, WrestleMania 36 in front of no one. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane. uh, I I would be remiss to ask. uh, I gotta ask, man. um, What's uh what's things looking like with Incendiary? Can we expect an album in the next couple years? In a year? uh, Are you guys working on anything? Yeah, I mean, well, we had some stuff. We had a decent amount of stuff coming up in the early summer, which. I mean, I, the chances of it happening seem slim to none at this mm-hmm. point. 
Yeah. So I think the one saving grace for all musicians right now is that it's giving unprecedented time to write. Um, So I think that uh, without being sort of like cryptic and cagey, like I think that this has presented us with like a, a glowing opportunity to think about, you know, new material. And so I don't know what that looks like at all, but um, I think we want to do something else um, in some way, shape or form. I don't, I don't just don't know what that looks like. Well, you have plenty of time to, to, to get on zoom chat or get on group chat totally and talk do. about it. And you know, yep, we totally do. <laughs> Brandon, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Anything you want to say uh, before I let you go? Uh, no, it's great to see, to see and talk to you again, man. I, I want to thank everybody that has been like so supportive of, of us over the last couple of years, particularly it's just been a really fun ride with a lot of great positivity, seeing everyone sort of like tag us on social media in things that are like making them happy. Right. And like saying yeah. like, it's great to listen to this during my workout. Like, I love seeing that. I think that's Fuck so yeah. rad. It makes me positive both for incendiary fans and just for any band that like you're using music as your outlet to get through these times, because that is what I've done my entire life. And I just like, I I just think it's super cool. So I hope everyone hangs in there and stays positive and keeps a positive mental attitude and and stays focused because uh, this really will, you know, eventually get back to some semblance of normalcy, no matter how long it takes. I know I sort of had a negative sort of attitude about it. Uh, or pessimistic rather, but this will pass. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.